we would like to invite you to join us at the Stage for Change workshop put on by Leslie's Week and will be held at the Legacy Castle on September 16th, 2021 in Pompton Plains, New Jersey. The mission of this workshop is to give our Leslie's Week Stage for Metastatic Breast Cancer honorees a voice in their diagnosis, treatment, and living results by increasing their understanding of the language in communicating with those who treat them in their quest for longevity. This is an opportunity for attendees to gain an understanding of the unspoken frustrations of metastatic breast cancer patients. So you're invited to join us. Click the link in the show notes. It will take you to Leslie's Week website and you can purchase your tickets or sign up to receive notification for the 2022 event. Success looks so easy from the outside, but all successful people have had to overcome enormous obstacles along the way. And in many cases, look failure right in the eye. Most successful people don't focus on the struggle and rarely do they talk about it because quite frankly, that's not what creates success. Join us here where we will chat with fierce female entrepreneurs and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship and talk about the obstacles we have faced and how you can overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cami Lehman, and this is the She's Invincible Podcast. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today on the She's Invincible Podcast. And we have an amazing guest for you. Delphine Carter is the CEO and founder of Bulo Solutions, a career matching service that keeps women in the workforce with flexible work opportunities. Delphine is a product and technology leader with over 10 years of experience in product development roles. She was able to fund Bulo's 500,000 seed stage while working and raising children during the COVID pandemic. Bulu has now helped over 1,000 women on their platform and has generated over 1 million in revenue. Welcome, Delphine. It is so, so great to have you here on the She's Invincible podcast. Thank you so much. I'm really excited about this show. Ah, uh, me too. I am just, I could not, after we had our first conversation, I could not wait till we could get together and just have this conversation to share all the things with all of our listeners. So let's just jump in. Let's do this. Let's tell our listeners, how did you get where you are today and what makes you invincible? Okay. So we're, you know, where I got today, I grew up overseas. So I'm a product of a, a French mother, an American father. And so moved to the States in high school and um, had a, a ton of growth my whole life of adapting to new situations, moved every four years. And so it was continuous change and learning how to get placed in a new situation, adapt and um, grow. And so moved to the States in high school, went to college. And so this is where things get interesting, where you have those moments in your life that you look back, you and I talked about this, where you look back and go, oh, well, that's why that happened. 
So I went to um, school in the South, which is what threw this accent into my life as well. And I ended up studying um, psychology and I got my um, undergrad in psychology. And when I was thinking through that, I never wanted to be a therapist. Like absolutely never. I'm not, I'm not built for that. They're incredible people. But I was always fascinated by industrial organizational psychology. And I think looking back, is my fascination with what makes people efficient, what makes a business successful, and how the team plays into all of that. A well-run team creates a well-run business. And so that's when I just started being fascinated by the workforce. So from college, I ended up um, taking a bunch of different roles. I'm your typical generalist. I'm like, three out of four women. We're nonlinear careers. I've tried different things and just really enjoyed growing my career. I've often said the only thing I've ever been good at is working. Um, and so I would try different things and I landed in technology as a product manager where I learned how to take an idea, test it out, and then put it out into the wild and keep iterating it and improving it and really just try to solve problems. And so that's been my career path. Amazing. That is awesome. So, and how did you take that step bridging from what you were doing to starting this business? What, what prompted that? What prompted that was starting a project and saying, okay, I need a copywriter or I need somebody to help me run this project. And I'd go to my people team and I'd get resumes. And I felt like I was seeing the same resume over and over again. Um, it just kind of looked like the same people. And on the weekend, I would be at my kids' ball games. And the woman next to me would say, Delphine, you're so lucky that you get to work. I really wish there was something that I could do, but I'm, I can't find a way back in. I'm struggling. So I'd ask her what she did just to try and understand more. And she had the exact skills that I needed. And there was just more and more stories like that. And that's where we came up with the word carpool geniuses, is there are so many women who have the skills that businesses need, but they the two can't find their way together because of algorithms on the job boards, because of sometimes the self-doubt that women have about returning to work. And so our thought was, well, let's just test this out. Um, I'll do it as a, as a side project. And then it just would not leave me alone. It just, in my head, it just kept me up at night. I kept thinking about it. And finally, I decided if I'm ever going to sleep again, I need to make a decision, put this dream to the side, let somebody else tackle it or go all in. And so I left um, a fabulous career and decided to try growing this. Yes, that's so amazing. And to think that you were right in step with what was going on in the world, right? Like there with the pandemic and that you, here you are launching this business where more women needed something to do that was flexible, that they could bring income in. I just think it's so amazing, like how you just matched right up with the calling that you didn't even know was there at the time. I mean, there's some rocky roads. It wasn't, <laughs> but it's also that the businesses are finally thinking, okay, flexibility is fine. We just did this for 19 months. We can start offering this. So it has been, it's been a perfect, like uh, just a come together, I almost said perfect storm, but it's not. It is a, a perfect coming together of what women need and then what businesses need and everybody finally where they can have this conversation. 
It's amazing. I love that. So tell us what makes you invincible? What makes me invincible? I believe that is my drive to solve problems. I am constantly, I'm that person who's at a stoplight and looking, how could this be more efficient? How could that light move faster? How could this be a smoother experience? And so for me, it's that I'm constantly looking at things and figuring out how can this be done better? Um, how can it be done smoother? I am not that person who's generating these beautiful new ideas. I'm the person who can look at it and figure out a different way to use it, or maybe a little tweak that could make it better. And so I think that's what makes this world so beautiful is you've got these idea generators, these idea tweakers, these idea implementers. And so I'm the idea tweaker and the implementer. I love that. Oh my gosh. And, you know, I'm excited to jump into this topic today because your journey, I'm sure, has really uh, prepared you for, for all of the lessons and stories that you could tell about this one. So today we're talking about confidence and self-doubt. And I love that because even when I was saying uh, you know, about you launching this business, like through this pandemic, and you were like, it wasn't easy, right? So like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Even at the other side of that, when you've launched it, and you've had success, you still look back and think like, yeah, there was a lot of like, you know, craziness. And so I love that, because this is what molds us, right? This is what prepares us. So let's do it. Tell us all you've got about confidence and self-doubt, how it applied to you and how others can really learn from some of your experiences. Yeah. Well, the reason this became such a thing for me is when we started learning about whether Bulo was something that women wanted, so many women came to us and said, I do want to get back to work, but I've just been a mom. I don't have anything to give back. And that just been a mom just started like it would get my hackles up because we know if you I've got two kids and there is nothing just about this experience. It's changed me fundamentally, not, oh, you know, now I do these different things. It's made me a better team player. It's made me more adaptable. It's made me better at communicating because I understand what I have to how I have to talk about things to my kids and explain things. It's made me so much stronger on different levels that that really got me frustrated. And what I realized is, yes, it's a confident issue, but it's also a self-doubt. And so there was a study that I found that said women on maternity leave started to lose their confidence in the ability to return to work 11 months after they'd after birth. And so it only took 11 months for people who were in great careers to step out and start losing their um, the belief in themselves that they could return. And so a lot of what we do when we're speaking to women is to help them believe that they have what it takes to reach their goals. They've got the ability, they've got the capacity and the judgment. And so some of that is just talking through how to get past it. So posture is the most basic when, when women walk into an interview or even when they're filling out their profile online, it's standing tall, it's standing in a big space, right? Like own your space and coming in like you deserve to be there because you 100% do. When you're filling out a profile, if you sit up and you just kind of put your arms to your side or spread them out, even some people say, it gives you that feeling of I am big, I'm big in this world, this is good. 
The second thing that we talk a lot about are the negative thoughts and having to capture it. So I haven't been in an office in 10 years. I don't think I can do this. I'm so dated in technology. So just name it. It's self-doubt. What you're going through is you don't believe that you've got the ability today to just jump into an, a new job. So resize that. Say, if I take a class, I can get back into my technology capabilities. There's free classes online. I can go back to learning Excel and Word and PowerPoint. Very simple. Resize that fear and then just keep going. And so that's, that's awesome. a big one. It's just capturing it name what it is, and then resize it. The other one, which I was laughing so hard when you were reading my bio, um, because a big one is don't overemphasize other people's accomplishments. When you were reading my bio, I was thinking, gosh, if only people could have seen the chaos that was going on behind the scenes in those things. And, and it's not... Um, you know, it, it don't minimize other people's success, but it is like, it's not pretty for anybody to get to where I'm sure you have a similar story. It is not pretty. Your brand. Yes, absolutely. I, but it, that, oh, that is what molds us, right? That is, that is what really defines who we are as we go through those things and come out on the other side. That is. And so don't overemphasize other people's stories because then you minimize your own. And a lot of social media is an issue with that. So you see, oh, um, a friend of mine just went to Cancun for five days with her husband. I'm so envious that they can do this and I haven't done anything and our marriage is falling apart. And you, so it starts growing and growing when all you saw was this quick snapshot. And you've got beautiful snapshots. Just pick up your phone and start scrolling through the photos. You've got beautiful things that have happened in your life. Um, but when you see somebody else's, women start kind of reflecting back and thinking, well, I'm not there. I'm not doing that. So just take a minute of looking at somebody else's life, give them the accolades, but then remember all the beauty in your life and all the things that you've done. Give yourself the credit that you deserve. So another one is it's reframing the situation. So we talk about networking. Some is if you have the ability, you should try to go out and network again if you want to get back into the workforce. Um, for us, when you surround yourself that people, it's called social persuasion. So when you surround yourself by people that are doing what you aspire to do, then it can have a positive influence on you and it can help you get towards that. So when you think about, hey, I'm going to start networking again, or I'm going to go to, um, I saw a meet and greet downtown, a lot of us will start thinking, I'll walk in alone, I'm going to feel silly, what do I have to talk about? And so it's a little bit like the resizing it and reframing it. Instead, give yourself a challenge and say, I'm going to walk in and speak to the first person with a blue shirt. And then just come up with a couple topics, just put something really concrete that kind of takes away all that emotion, the fear. And it's, I'm going to walk in first person with a purple shirt. I'm going to go talk to them and just introduce myself and let them know who I am and what I'm trying to do. I love that. That is such a great idea. It, it oh is so my simple. gosh. 
Yeah. Just the first person with a blue shirt or a purple shirt. I love it. It's just taking that out. I've got an event tonight, for example, I'm quasi introvert. Like I'm really on the line. So walking in and doing small talk is not my favorite thing. And if I sit there and think too much about like, what's my small talk going to be? How do I navigate the room? All this stuff. I'll start dreading the event, but I'll, I'll say, okay, speak to the first person that's name is Mike. First person that's something is a challenge to you. And you're like, okay, I accept this challenge. I'm going for it. So write yourself a challenge. And then it's writing, um, reframing your thoughts. We talked about that. Your inner voice will throw out shortcomings. I, um, I've been momming for the past year, so I don't know how I'm going to show up at that network and be professional. I'm not sure I'm wearing the right thing. And every time there's a shortcoming that comes out, throw throw back at yourself a strength. So, for example, you know this as a coach. I had a professional coaching experience. We went through a 360 review, which is where it's very vulnerable. It's where all of your peers are saying, this is how we think Delphine performed. And so what she did that was so good was we covered the negatives. You can't ignore the negatives, but we closed it on a strength. And so she said, let's talk about the things that you're good at and how you feel about those. And so I even remember that with my kids, their coaches wouldn't let them leave the, um, let's say the gymnastics arena until they had landed the back tuck. You leave on a high. And so don't let yourself sit there with a negative thought throw it out with a high. I love that. Uh, that's the, oh, that is so powerful. It's, it's cutting out, it's finding a way to cut out the negative thought sources. And we're going to go deeper into this one because this one can get a little bit hinky for some people. But if you find yourself on Facebook and every time you're on there, you get like a pit in your gut, like you just have that drop, you feel it, you know it, like your posture will even change. If that's a trigger, put it out. Just just stop using it until you've got the tools in place and the muscle memory to have your, to manage your self-doubt so that when you open up that Instagram, it's not making you sad. My example is when I was, and we're going to talk about this later, but when, when I was fundraising, I was working on my presentation and I had, it got to the point where every time I opened up that presentation and saw the title slide, I would get a horrible feeling in my stomach. And I realized that it had now become an associative trigger. So that title slide was now a trigger for that fear of going and, and asking and fundraising. And so I would sit there. I've got this app called the Breathe app. Have you ever heard about that? I, I think I have it on my phone. Do you? And so it'll send me triggers during the day. But what I realized was I opened up my app and I would start breathing to de-stress to try and eliminate the trigger of that presentation. Cause I knew I was doing all these pitch competitions. I knew that if I had that pit in my stomach, every time I started, it was just not going to go well. And so I would do a breathe exercise, breathe in, breathe out. And it tells you these different ways of breathing to get energized, to relieve stress. It's really an incredible app. Um, And then it helped me see that presentation without that, that immediate trigger of anxiety. And so if you want to get on Instagram and it's something that makes you anxious, then figure out ways to undo it. So get the breathe app, but you need to figure out what are those triggers of negative thoughts and get rid of them. 
And so then the other one is, we talked about this a bit, but it's um, social persuasion can have a negative effect. If you're, if you tell Sarah Blakely of Sphinx, which we all know her story. Amazing. So Sarah Blakely says, don't ever share a new idea with people when it's in its infancy, because that's when it's easiest to be squalped. So you'll go to your friends and family and say, I've got this great new idea, or I'm ready to get back to work, or I want to go into part-time, whatever your dream is, they'll, they care about you. They're going to start worrying about you. They don't see that same vision and dream. And so they will say, no, just stay where you are, or that's super risky for some people in your family. We hear this from a lot of our moms. My child doesn't want me to go back to work because they don't know what after school will look like. Well, I'm pretty sure that 15-year-old can fix his PBJ on his own. And so just don't let those people who have their own fears and they have the right to their own fears squelch your dreams. So it's spend time with people that encourage you. Spend time with people that have made the plunge. You know, there's somebody in your community who's taken that risk of opening up their own boutique, starting their own um, you know, Facebook store, or even going back to work, surround yourself with those people so that you can hear the great stories instead of the worries about change. And so all of that stuff kind of wraps up into create opportunities where you do the thing that you dream. So master whatever it is you're trying to do, change your social cues, surround yourself by people that are inspiring and then manage your psychological responses. I love that. There's a lot. Awesome. That's awesome. Good stuff. That is so great. It's a lot, but this, like any other habit, it's, we've been doing this to ourselves as women all our lives. And so this is not going to change overnight. You're going to have days where you're like, I'm rocking this. Like I can kill every negative thought that comes my ways, my way. And then other days where it's just more difficult to remember why you're accomplished, why you deserve everything that you want. I love that. So let me ask you this. What are some of the most sought out skills right now for women that you're seeing out there? Because I think as everything that you said, but also like some women are just thinking like, I don't have any skills, right? They don't realize they're a leader because they could get their four kids on the bus by 8.45 a.m. with lunches and shoes that match, right? Like, so what are some of the most sought out things that that the average, just ordinary person could just jump yeah. into a job? So let's say you're a generalist. You've done a couple different things in your life. You volunteered for PTA as well. You've done some things also when you stepped out of work. Any any ability to organize a situation, project management, administrative office manager, that is not getting coffee these days. An administrative office manager is running multiple systems. It's really keeping trains on time, making sure everybody has their appointment calendars. We talked about how tough it is to really organize your calendar to where the right times are being booked. It sounds so simple, but it's really not. It is that there's a lot of us who get a high off of organizing a closet. I know how twisted that sounds, but there's a lot of women that say, I want to be able to come into an office and reorganize it, keep everybody coordinated and just make something that's chaos into something manageable. So every company needs you. Every company, if you've got those skills, everybody needs you. Go online if you want to up it 
and learn some project management skills. And that way you can reference some of the things that you could implement in an office. So it gives you words to what organizing looks like. So just go research project management. The other big one is marketing, all kinds of marketing. So if you are really fascinated by how people advertise on Google or how things get into your Instagram, there are a lot of courses and certifications that you can do when you have the time to get Google Analytics certified to get, um, understand the Instagram algorithms and how to do ad spend on some of these. And many small businesses will be very happy to take you on with these certifications and give you the training that you need so that you can keep moving in your career in that direction. Women um, 45 and older are particularly vulnerable right now because many of us, which I'm in that category, many of us, we're trained in skills that are becoming obsolete. And so we are going to have to face reskilling ourselves. So take ownership of your what you want to do. Decide if you'd be a great marketer, a great project manager. Maybe you love finances. So go take courses in QuickBooks. It's the most used accounting software. You can have yourself um, become a QuickBooks certified person and you'll have jobs aplenty. Yeah, that's so great. Great, great advice and a lot of direction there for women that are out there saying, what can I do, right? You can take all those social media skills. Like that's what I need right now, somebody to manage social media. So like I could get a 13 year old who's good at that, right? But they don't have like the business side of it. And that's That's the problem. That's it. And that's really the value people... And my generation X is saying, oh my gosh, now I'm dated. Like everything I know, you come to the table with a ton of life acumen and soft skills that you've got to figure out how to put words around. So put words around how you show leadership in your community. When you've done innovation, maybe you brought something new to your family to help it stay on track and more organized. Bring some words to your soft skills and that will help hiring managers understand what you'll bring to the table. Amazing. I love that. Let's do this. Let's tell, well, before we do this, I just want to, just to clarify exactly what you do. So the listeners will know where to go. Uh, You are working with companies and you're working with women who are looking for new careers or jobs, and you are matchmaking them together. So there's the need on one side and there's the filling of the need on the other. And if there are women out there listening today who have been praying for something to do, they can reach out to you. And how do they do that? Well, here's one thing I want to bring back to that. What makes us different is we only offer jobs that have flexibility flexible hours, location, or a culture. And so if you're a female who's in this career that makes you feel like you're driving around on two wheels everywhere, or if you're trying to get back in and not sure how to get back in, you know, into a more traditional workplace, that's where is our biggest sweet spot is we can help you find a full-time, part-time contract role with a flexible option. To get started, You'll go to bulosolutions.com, B-O-U-L-O solutions.com. You start building your profile. Your profile creates a 360 degree view of yourself that helps the hiring managers know exactly what you can bring to the table, not just in experience, but in soft skills and real life experience. I love it. 
All right. So let's tell them again where they can find you now that they know how to check out, you know, that the way to apply or even to just, you know, inquire. Get the notes. Yep. Bulosolutions.com. B-O-U-L-O solutions.com. Fabulous. Well, thank you so much. You know, we can never talk enough about confidence and self-doubt when it comes to women, right? And so I appreciate that so much. And now a word from our sponsor, Christine Trumbull, founder of Coaching the Climb, understands the challenges of building a successful business. She's faced many of those challenges herself and helped hundreds of clients build successful businesses. With the launch of her new podcast, The Climb with Christine, you will hear the same advice she gives her clients, as well as conversations with experts in a variety of topics, including business, health, relaxation, mindset, kids, and fashion. Check it out on iTunes, The Climb with Christine, and be sure to subscribe, download, and give her a rating and review. On the She's Invincible podcast, we promise our listeners we're going to bring them fierce female entrepreneurs, and we are going to spotlight their expert zone of genius, and you have done that so beautifully. But we also promise them that we are going to pull back the curtain, and it's exactly what you said about people seeing that highlight reel, right? They see that reel, and, and they get that that terrible feeling in the pit of their stomach. And, you know, we want to stop that. I'm on a mission to stop that and to get women to stop comparing themselves. I mean, listen, there's a reason why they call it the highlight reel, right? It's the the three highlights of the most miserable day you ever had, because that's really what happens and nobody ever sees the other. And so what we do here is we share you and your success and your amazingness and your expert zone of genius, but we're pulling back the curtain and we want to share the other part of this. And as you said, there's not been super easy, right? There's been rocky roads and lots of waves. And so here we are now and we are doing it. Are you ready to jump into this? I am completely ready to jump into this. Our <laughs> listeners sit on the edge of their seat. The responses that we get, they are like, thank you so much because they they need this hope and we're here to deliver hope. We, we want them to know that the Delphine that started this journey is not the Delphine that stands on the mountaintop right now, right? With even more mountains to climb, but you know, your success is just a continual thing and you're gonna always learn. And so I would love to start with the good. Let's jump in. In with a story about the good part of your journey. Yeah. So um, I am a middle-aged female in Birmingham, Alabama, and I, it was time to raise money to bring Bulo out to the world and to, to make it what I wanted it to be. And so it was time to go ask people for money, fundraising. That is a difficult thing on its own for anyone but the numbers for solo founders, which I'm a solo founder, and females to fundraise is daunting. And so I was able to raise, just as you said, half a million dollars um, in January during COVID because I found a group of individuals who believed as vehemently as I did that women are a missing piece of our businesses and they deserve a seat at the table. And finding a group, it was um, one female, the rest of them are men, that 
that felt as strongly that this was something that the world needed to have and an option that women needed to have was just the most affirming, the best feeling in the world. Oh, that makes you want to stand up and shake your pom-pom, doesn't it? The, the one female in the room of all the men. It, you know what? It only takes one. That is, it, it only does. takes one, right? And really, you know, there are, we as women have a lot of men that are standing behind us that are saying, we see you, we hear you, we will champion you. And so just going to ask, was what I needed to find that out. But it was just such a proud moment for my team, for all of us, when they said, when it, anytime somebody says, we believe you enough to give our hard-earned money, I mean, that's that's a proud moment for what we're trying to build. That is amazing. I'm sure that was the highlight for sure in that in this part of the journey. So as fun as that is, we do have to tell them about the bad, right? Oh my gosh. So let's do it. Let's tell them a bad story. This is exactly what you were talking about. Like there's that pinnacle, right? Like I raised money. That sounds so amazing. The journey to that was brutal. And so that's my bad is the journey of fundraising was consistently walking into a room where there were middle-aged white guys who I didn't know, did you really understand what the problem I was trying to solve? Did you have the empathy for it? And so on the one side, you've got people in the room who think women want to stay home. They want to work. Who wants to work? And then on the other side, you've got people that think female founders super risky. So an exact example is there was one, one investor that I was talking to a very, very wonderful man. And he's invested in a lot of great businesses that do social good. And he just, as a person, is very good. But he asked me, he was trying to vet to see how um, how into this I was. Like, did I have the tenacity to stay with Bulo? But the way he got to that was by asking me, if your husband gets transferred and you have to move, what happens to Bulo? And my answer was, I got divorced, so there was no husband to worry about. And so let's get back to what you're trying to figure out, which is, am I in this to win it? And that's what I needed to convince them. But there is not a male who's ever been asked, I would love it, please somebody put in the comments if they know this story, a male who has ever been asked, if your wife gets transferred, are you still willing and able to do this? It's just like when, when a woman is on maternity leave, lots of people without even thinking twice will ask, so are you going back to work? And I would love for somebody to ask the husband, so are you going back to work after the baby? It was, or my bad. It was really, it was tough. It was tough to look in people's faces and realize they didn't understand what I was trying to solve. Um, Repeatedly, you'd go on pitch competitions and you didn't win. And it was, you know, there's only one person that can win. And so it's just understanding today's not my day, but just keep trying. That's right. Keep swinging that bat. Oh, this is is something you and I talked about that I didn't bring up and I intended to earlier. My son came back from a camp and I was looking through, they made him keep a journal. And so he and I were going through his journal and they told him, you are not qualified to disqualify yourself. And so during that journey, it was of the bad. I kept, I kept thinking, 
I shouldn't do this. I'm a 45 year old single mom, two kids. Why am I doing this? Why am I quitting my full-time job? And if I had had that message just pinned up on my screen as I am not qualified enough to disqualify myself, that's what we would love to say to all of our women today and anybody who's really trying to, to reach a goal. Oh, I love that. I love that. Every Everyone listening should stop and write that down and post it right on their wall, right? Or put it in your phone, make wallpaper out of it. Oh, I love that. Okay, girl, we're going. Hard turn here. <laughs> this is where we give the most hope of the day. This is where we talk about the ugly truth that is going to help these women. What do you have for us? It was my divorce. Like it was, yeah, it was super ugly. I mean, it was, it was ugly because it's the end of the dream. It's, it wasn't ugly in a, in a knock against my ex-husband or, or the process or anything like that. It's just a nasty process. It's uh, the end of a dream and a vision that you had for your life. And for me, what, what I really struggled with on the other side of it was I, they have a great dad. So he sees them every other week. You know, it's, I get them for half of their lives. So coming out of that and realizing I will, I gave birth to these two kids to see them for half of their life was, was, took me to my knees, just absolutely um, had the power to destroy me. And so as I was taken to my knees and I had those crying in the shower moments and those times where you just can't eat because you're so nauseous, I realized quickly that I could, I could keep, I could keep feeling sorry for the way my path had gone and where it was going, or I could try and do something healthy. And so I had had the opportunity to get a lot of great leadership training, be a part of a lot of team building exercises. And so I decided in those weeks when I was not with my kids and I didn't have their little voices coming at me that I would start volunteering at nonprofits, small nonprofits that couldn't afford leadership training. And so I would take the learnings that I had and create team building exercises and leadership training for those small nonprofits as a way selfishly to use up time that I was scared could go to a very dark place. Um, but then also, you know, there was some contributing there. And that's actually where the original Bulo idea of let's get this going was born. So, so keeping to your point, moving one foot ahead each time, it's actually one of our values in Bulo is to just take one step. One step at a time will lead you towards a positive place, but you just have to take that step. That's it. You have to just get back up, right? Like you, you were down do. and you yeah. have to get back up. And what is so amazing, and I know you know this, but it was that ugly time that brought you to the best time, which was, you know, getting in there fighting for that fundraising. And, you know, like just the volunteering part had sharpened your skills and given you so much exposure that you were ready to go in there and give your pitch and land that, which was the best part of your journey. So, you know, as people go through the most devastating, ugliest times of their life, just know it doesn't look like it. It doesn't feel like it in the moment, but just trust the process that is going to lead you to some of the best moments of your life and your future. Oh, I and love what true. you just, yeah. Trust the process. It is. It's funny because where I am today and where I thought I was in 2016 
it's a it's been a beautiful journey. You'll get on the top of a mountain and you'll feel your feet crumbling. It will always happen. It's still an ugly moment. Like looking back on that time still hurts and it's still raw, but there's so much beauty that can come of it. If you don't focus on the darkness and just the, the mire and the muck. So surrounding yourself by people that are cheering you on and, and just even standing yourself up and that body posturing we talked about earlier just take that step. It'll be, there's a beautiful journey ahead. I love that. And I love how you handled that. Like when life was falling apart and you were totally devastated uh, that you said, what can I do? Right. Not poor me, but what can I do? And I think when we face things like that, the best thing to do, if you don't know what to do is go help someone else. And you did that. And that is so proof that, you know, if you can't figure it out, if you can't even get in the shower, just go put some clothes on and go help somebody else. because it, it shifts, right? It totally shifts. And so I, it's so funny. You said that when, you know, the nights were the toughest for me, as much as, as a mom, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I still have to talk these kids into getting into bed every night. The nights were some of the toughest, you know, laying. And so I started volunteering at emergency um, women's shelter and I would spend the night there and, you know, you, you just help keep things coordinated, get them laundry detergent and shampoos and all this, all the support things that are needed. And so it selfishly, I, I talked to the executive director and said, you guys saved me. You know, they were like, thank you for your time. You saved me like that. I needed to focus that time into something and meeting those women was incredible. So you're right. When you start helping others, you'll get what you need back. And that's how we're built is to just be a a society that helps each other. That is the truth, man. That is the truth. Well, this has been so, so much fun. I have just loved this conversation. You are amazing. What you're doing is amazing. I believe that the more money and wealth that we can get into women's hands, the better off this world is going to be. And I love that you are a big contributor to that by matchmaking these women to these companies so that they can get back up and have a bet, have another chance and a, a chance to have more purpose and more contribution to the world. So thank you so much. Before we say goodbye, I would love to have you finish this sentence for me. The world would be a better place if more people knew blank. that people should be judged on them as individuals instead of on their package. I love it. That's amazing. And to our listeners, if you are in between changing diapers and making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, or maybe you're an empty nester and you just don't even know what to do, reach out to Delphine, you guys. She's here to help you. She can make that connection for you and give you a a new lease on life on this part of it, which is just having a bigger purpose and making a contribution and an impact to the world. And if you're face down on the ground right now, you know what to do, girl, get back up, get back up. You can do it. Tell them Delphine. Get up, put that one foot in front of the other. It's there's some gorgeous things about to happen to you. That's right. Raise your pom-pom girls, get up. 
Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please subscribe to the podcast, give us a review and share us with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you, please stop on over to my website at camilehman.com and book a free call with me. I'd love to meet you and learn more about how I can support you.